Last week on Knights of the Roll Table, Coach and Ramora find help for Jabin and hide him within the city. Kishara reveals herself to be a Yanti and commands the group to recover the final curio, the Spiralite. In search of the curio, the Knights head to the Bard's College and unwittingly discover Massimo Lionheart performing in a play? Wait a minute. Are you telling me? No. Massimo. No Massimo. Look at me. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Bart. No, that's not a thing. Massimo! The- Why are you guys calling him Massimo? I don't um, get it. Hey, uh, I'm Bart. They call me Big Bart. You don't have to pretend. big. You don't have to pretend. I'm sorry, you're Bart the Bard? Big Bart the Big Bard. Big yeah. Bart the Big Bard. Are okay. Bards supposed to be good at acting? That is a common misconception. Well, the Bards can be good actors, musicians. They can be poets. Sculptors. They can be artists, sculptors. Mm-hmm. They can be a lots of different entertainings. But don't they have to be talented? Oh, yes. Well, I'm, Bart is actually a bit of a musician, aren't you, Mr. Bart? Yeah. I, hold on. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wait, Mara, how do you, how do you know this, this, this man? Um, and, uh, yeah, why is Mara picking eyes at Bart the Bard? Whoa. Oh, he does oh, music. Okay. Oh, that's, I think that's it helps if you tune it. You have all the things you need uh. when there's a person that you love. Don't forget when the things you have are gone. All right, that's Be- good, darling. Thank you. Oh, I know oh, you're yeah. working on it for a long time. Very good. Um, I, I will uh, leave d- you guys to talk. You can have the theater. Wait, I... And she kind of shoes all the Coach, other students away. Why don't you guys Massimo. go in the other theater? It's fine. No problem. And they all kind of went. Massimo was a bard? <laughs> uh, um, I'm sorry. Did I do something wrong? I'm just not sure. What's, um, Look at I'm me. I'm sorry. Don't you know me? I don't think so. Ramara. Uh, I'm Bart. Frenzel. Big Bart, the big bard. I'm going to um, speak to him telepathically okay. because, like, I don't want to. All right. So in your head, Bart, uh, you hear this woman, Ramara's voice. It's you. I know it's you. Ah! Ah! Whoa! What? She's doing the thing, isn't she? Hold on. She does the thing. This is normal? You saved me. Remember? Um, I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong person. I don't know who this is. I know. I know it's you. I can see it in your eyes. There's still a piece of you in there. What happened to you? Um, well, it's a common song. I can play it again if you want me to no. see it. Nope, that. that's okay. I don't no, play you. songs anymore. Don't. I'm going to take it. Here. Oh, okay. Give me that. <laughs> Hold on. Hold it's on. a regular gonna... size guitar. <laughs> are, you, are you telling me you got some kind of amnesia? Or are you just in denial hiding out like a big old scaredy cat? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they said. They found me on the beach like a year ago, and then I've just been here. I don't um, really know anything. Oh, I had this stick, and it it was in my pocket when they found me. It says Bart. I assume that's me. 
I'm, I'm, I think I'm Bart. You see this Do you know of, who I am? It's kind of yes. pole, and it, and it has an inscription. He shows it to you, and it has this inscription that says Bart, and it's cut off right at the T. Oh. Bartleby. No, I I oh, think it's... Good job, Coach. Oh, my job. I'm just thinking. Coach, make a wisdom check. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was never that. Well... That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a natural twenty. So, hey. uh, wow. Uh, was it wisdom? wisdom? Yeah. Uh, so a nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> so you you pull out your rope that Bartleby gave you, and you notice on one one end of the rope, it's got kind of like a little fused area, and there is a inscription, and it has this kind of uh, signature logo that says Bartleby, and you take you kind of. Motion to um, Give me Bart's that. stick, and you kind of look, and it's the same signature. Come here, except stick. yours says Bartleby. That's my stick. It's the only thing I own. Yeah, uh, well, you kind of see, like they, they look like they're the same, right? Yours just says Bart, oh. and then it's cut off. And then if I fold this, fold this uh, rope back, you can see that it says Bart and Bart, and they have like the same like style. Oh, so that's my rope. <laughs> oh, wow. No, there, there's no a, that's, this might take a little while. There's a little <laughs> man we know. His name is Bartleby. He makes oh. things. Maybe we discuss little this Bart? somewhere where we can get a proper pint. No. <laughs> His name's not Bart. His name is Massimo. I know, but was Bartleby with you in the cave? No, he wasn't with us in the cave, of course. But would she recognize the stick? Did Bartleby give you guys things? Was that normal for him to hand out things to you? He gave us things from time to time. So this is one of the gave things us he gave all kinds you. of garbage. <laughs> he gave me a stick. He gave me a rope. What did your, your stick do? It, it's a stuff of protection. Yes, this entire oh, conversation, this entire conversation, I think, would be best served over a pint and stuff of defense. I feel quite rested, actually. Sleepy. Me too. Sars is feeling a wave of um, exhaustion, and you actually gain one point of exhaustion. Oh no! <laughs> but she took a little rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she took a, a little rest, rest, but it's been a long. A wee rest. Also, like, have you ever tried to fall asleep in the car when someone you don't trust is driving it? <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes. Vakia comes back in and says, "So you guys have met and talked a little bit. My darling, you look tired. Met, let me show you to a bed that we have. We have one of the dorm rooms, and you can have your fill of sleep. I'm not that tired." And she says, uh, "I will take this one. Don't worry. Anyone else need to sleep? Need to get the sleeps in?" No, I'm good, Jerk. Yeah, All right, I will take of. her. Are you as well? Yeah. Do you want to sleep together? Oh, no. All right, I will take you to separate rooms. That was a joke. I it's a, it's a present and joke. That okay, let joke. me take you. <laughs> let me take you. And so she takes Jarek and Sarsa and shows you both to a empty kind of dorm room with some um, some beds and they're both furnished with sheets and everything. And it's kind of small, you know, it's only about 10 foot wide and 10 foot long and, and, um, Sarsa literally like face plants onto the bed, like arms extended, and is instantly snoring. Like there's not, she doesn't even pull covers up over right, her. Good. Uh, so Ramara, Bart, the bard, uh, Coach, and Salias are are uh, left to their own devices. Um, you, you can find I, your way outside if you want, or you stay inside. Ramara, Salias, come here. Yes. Uh, I have an idea. Oh. I'm listening. So. Massimo was like this really amazing like fighter, right? Mm-hmm. 
Ramar, yeah? Yes, of course. That's what the okay. statue said. So, what if we try and, like, spark back his fighting instincts? And then that sparks the rest of him. Because that's all muscle memory. It's all still in there. Even if his brain's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that's a possibility. All right, Can I'm I... going to punch him. Wait. wait, just wait, just no, wait, just wait. No, no, what? no, what? This kind of older dwarf with spiked armor, and he just kind of runs up like he's about to attack you. Um, what do you do? I say, uh, Don't think too much about it. This isn't movement <laughs> class, okay, is it? it? Make an attack roll. Uh, 17. That hits. So, oh, oh. Uh, was that good? Coach, stop, <laughs> stop. Is that the right? He has a really hard body. You, usually, if someone has amnesia, from what I've read, you'd want to hit them on top of the head, and maybe it would jog loose their memory. I'm not trying no, to hit him. I'm seeing if he can react to it. Look. Clearly, he can't. Let's try something else, okay? Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I need to speak with right, him alone. All right, all right, Salinas. Okay? I don't know if it's going to help, but I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> Come here, you big lug. I need to speak uh, with Massimo by myself. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Bart just puts his I, hand I, down. I, like, I, I like that plan better. Kiss, I don't know why that <laughs> no, would even... No, how would that help? No, Coach and Salinas continue not, not to me. argue <laughs> as they're walking out of the theater, and we're left with just Ramara and uh, Bart, the bard. You don't remember anything. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know who any of you are. Do you remember anything from before a year ago? Um, I just. I woke up on the beach and I had a really bad headache. And these guys took us in the the Bard College. They took me in and they gave me a place to stay. And I've been here ever since. That's all I know. They've been trying to hunt it down and figure out who I am and ask a bunch of people, but nobody knows. The only clue was the uh, Bart, which I guess it's Bartleby. So I'm big old Bartleby, the big old No, Bart, that's not your Bart. name. <laughs> and and, and uh, Bart goes and sits down on a little ottoman that's also in the room. Hmm. It's okay, buddy. We'll figure it out. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> They're new. <laughs> They're new. They're friends. Yeah, they're friends. Your, your name, your name is Massimo. I'm sorry. I did. Okay. What do I? What did I do? You did everything. You were a fierce warrior and a dancer. I, you were <laughs> tap and classical, or no? Look, you had the heart. Of a lion. Massimo Lionheart was what they called you. I called you that. And together we grew up. And we were... Look. You... Are needed. Okay? There's got to be some piece of you in there that remembers. We just need to pull it out. Okay? I've got some skills. I'm going to... I'm going to try to retrieve it. Mm, okay. She kind of reaches up, and, and he's a good <laughs> seven feet tall, um, and she is a good five feet tall. So she stands on this little ottoman, you know, and then the ottoman starts going. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> what? It's okay. It's all right. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Roger. Roger. <laughs> no, just fine. And he kind of like bud. raises up on uh, three 
his three legs, and uh, he gets a little taller, and now now you can actually reach his face, and you kind of place your hand, uh, splayed fingers on his face, uh, <laughs> uh, but but on the side, uh, it's kind of touching temples, uh, and 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 you make a psychic connection with who who you know is Massimo Lionheart. You're each going to roll an intelligence check. This is an intelligence contest. Oh. Between the psionic and heart. Yeah. You're going to add your proficiency modifier to this roll of intelligence. Right. You want me to add that to it? Got it. Yeah, you do it too. Um, 16. Six. Okay. (laughs) Sounds about right. Massimo or Bart. Bart. Big Bart the Big Bard. Big Bart the Bold Bard, <laughs> uh, the, the Big Bard. You feel this kind of connection, and it's very cloudy at first. You feel a haze, and it, and it's almost like the theater just goes away, and all you see is blackness and gray and clouds and smoke, and all you sense all of a sudden is water, and you just feel this... And it stops for a second. And, and stops again. And, and then you, hear, you just hear and stops again. And you see a flash of several images. You see a dark cave. You see several arms reaching out at you. Stop, blackness. You see tendrils in the darkness come out at you. You see a flash of light. You see Ramara's face. No! And then you see a flash of silver hitting another flash of silver. And then more water. And then the sunlight over top of you with sand. Look at him, he's on the beach. What's that? Who is that? And then he comes back. And now you're back in the theater. You've started to remember a little bit about who you are, but not who you were. I need you to add one level of fighter to your character. Okay. I remember you. You were there right before, right before I lost my memory. There was a thing and a bunch of hands and it like a fight. Maybe there was a fight. Yes. And then I, there was some water. Right. Okay. That's all I remember. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a start. That's a start. We're, we're getting there. All right. Well, what do we have to do? We'll take it slow. We'll, All right. We'll just. Uh, Ooh, I should get a note from the director. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so some time goes by. Uh, Sarsa presumably gets a long rest. Uh, the rest of you kind of explore the campus. <laughs> um, you tried waking her up at one point, and she just is not waking up. She She's just snoring. Like punches. Yeah. Here. Sarsa wakes up, and it's around dinner time now. <laughs> And uh, it's at the end of the first day um, that Kashara has kind of given you timeline-wise. So Sarsa has gotten a full rest. You guys have gotten to tour the campus a little bit. You saw a bad performance being rehearsed. And Ramara has tried to tell Bart a little bit more about the life of Massimo from what she knew. And you've kind of gotten all this information and you're a little overwhelmed. And you just had dinner and it's the evening of that first day you've spent at the Bard College. I swear, if I hear one more soliloquy, I'm going to lose it. You know, for being a college, the beds here are mighty comfortable. 
How'd you get on, Jarek? I'm better, but we're burning time, and uh, we found a big, dumb bard fighter, so that seems positive. We found uh, Massimo Lionheart. Yeah, so this is a guy with a statue. Like, what, what do we... We need, we need a direction. What do you guys think we should do? Uh, what are we calling you, by the way? Are you Massimo? Are you a bard? Are you, are you uh, like Barsimo? What's, what, where, where are we at bar, with that? Bard's fine for now. I don't, I don't, um, I mean, I guess if I'm Massimo, you can call me that, but I go by Bart, so. And, and you see uh, Bart, as he's walking around, there's this little ottoman with legs that's kind of following him around uh, and kind of stops every once in a while and just looks like an ottoman, and then all of a sudden it just starts moving in. Are we good with that, or should I kill that? No, that's Roger. He's with me. How long have you had Roger? Uh, Since I woke up on the beach. Wait, there was a... Was he an ottoman when you woke up on the beach? Yeah. And you're cool with that? Yeah. He's like a friend. You know that's a mimic. We run lines. Like that... And uh, Vakia is, is kind of in, in the periphery, Very and she man. says, Yes, oh no, that is Roger. He has been with the college for a long time. We trained him, actually, to be a nice mimic. He is a nice one. He is very nice. And we trained him. We, we got it all the bad mojo. You can train anything, really. I've had a lot of bad experiences with those things. Oh, I'm very sorry about that, but this one is nice. We trained him to be whatever he needs to be, an Ottoman or a, uh, a little, um, you know, something that you put up your music, your music sheets on. You what, know, like, what does he want music to stand? be? Oh, well, you know, he just is whatever he needs to be, and he, he loves helping us out. So he's your slave? No, no, he can go. He goes, and he goes off on his own adventures. That's, that's just Roger. Okay. Isn't that right, Roger? And you see him just kind of like, he's just an Ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's hardly the biggest issue that we have to Roger, deal with. Roger, if you are here not of your own volition, you can leave anytime you want. I'm watching yes, you, Yes, I think Roger. that was established. I'm watching you. So, uh, Solius, you do remember that being very learned and, and you've been keeping track of the uh, curios conversation. Uh, you remember that the third curio was the spiralite, yes. and it, it is shaped as a, as a spiral kind of ore. And when the uh, in the conversation with Ramara on the way back from the falls, she mentioned that um, there was something very similar that Gasthorak yeah. the Illithid was wearing around its neck um, in that final battle that Massimo fell. Mm-hmm. So you think that this final thing would probably be in somewhere in Darkwell where this Mind Flayer lives. Yeah. I will relay all of that to okay. all those people. So you're saying we should go to Darkwell. <laughs> the super scary place. Finally, I've been waiting for this moment. Well, I don't know if it's a good idea, but if we need to get the Spiralite, that is the most likely place for it to be. Romara, do you agree? How do you feel about uh, going back for round two? I don't like it. Uh, I lost a lot in there. Well, you got him back. You got some of that back. You got this, uh, Bart, you okay? Mm-hmm. You want to go, go do a cool act? Yeah. All right. I mean, is this like a paid gig or? Yes. Oh, cool. Priceless almost. Well, I mean, it, we are in a bit of a break, so I'm, I'm supposedly Bart if you want to go with these fine people. And uh, that's what the Mr. Flanspire, your dean, he said for you to have this experience, think of it like an exchange student kind of uh, thing. Listen, okay. I can put a good uh, word in with Mr. Flanspire. He and I are uh, rather close now. Oh, cool. 
I need to get out of my PE class. <laughs> right. I okay. keep I keep breaking all the equipment. Oh, I could, I could definitely help you with that. We got some jump ropes, right? Uh, and they oh have. Lord, there will be no stopping them now. Uh, you have the, the pull-up bars, and uh, you got the uh, bench presses. And all right, yeah, those it, are this conversation goes on. Those, uh, when would those you guys are all like really to? Easy. Would you guys like to head out that night or the next morning? I mean, I'm now ready to go. You guys, I'm concerned. I know I'm usually the. Get up and go type, but he's just not, he's not himself yet. Maybe he's not ready. Spark some of those memories for him, you know. They're not good memories. They're trauma. Aye, it's the trauma that's made him the way that he is now. Maybe revisiting it will shock him back. If anybody. I've heard shock therapy is really effective. (laughs) Oh, I could hit him with a chromatic orb with lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we Uh, should. These are all really good ideas, Ramara. Uh, but seriously, like the clock is literally ticking. We gotta, we gotta do it. We, I mean, we could leave him here, but no. like, the rest of us are gonna have to go look for that. Curator. I'm not leaving him. There's no way. But right. we have to all agree that we are protecting him, no matter what. You, you'll see that he's like two feet taller than you. He can't fight. Bart, can yeah. you fight? Could you play the role of Massimo Lionheart? If called oh. upon to do so. Oh, I don't know. It'd be a big part. There'd be a lot depending on your is part. There any mo- man. Are there any monologues? I'm not good at memorizing monologues. No, it would be I don't a, feel like he's a big talker. 100% oh. improvised, and you can be the strong silent type. Oh, cool. Okay, sure. I could try that. Do you have, do you have sides for me? Your, or? It'll look great on your CV. We'll rehearse on the way over. Roger, you want to come? <laughs> and he immediately starts panting, and Roger jumps up into Massimo's Ugh. hand Ugh. and turns into a longsword. <laughs> cool. Like this type of fighter? Like, And as soon as you're had? holding a sword, or what kind of seems like a sword in your hand, uh, you feel something you haven't felt before. Hmm. And I need you to just make, a, uh, make an attack roll. Greater than 20. Okay. So there's a kind of a supporting post nearby and your conversation. You you kind of feel the sword in your hand and it gives you a little bit of adrenaline. It's almost a little bit of a shock that he turned into a sword and jumped in your hand. And you just kind of swing your arm straight and hit this pillar and it goes halfway in. Oh, yes, oh. boy. Oh, exactly like that. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. I didn't mean to. do that to the support oh, no. pillars. I feel like we should probably leave this room All right. Now. I think, yeah, Roger let's go. Roger bamps back into an uh, ottoman, <laughs> kind of falls back into the ground. <laughs> that was cool. You okay, buddy? Leaps up and t- turns into a backpack <laughs> and just <laughs> gets on your back. I don't like I it. need one of these. <laughs> Shapeshifter. I want you to, I want you to think... That revenge is your motivation. You, you have been wronged, okay. and now you seek revenge against the sinister foes who have have wronged you in the past. And you, you will strike as you're talking. And a couple of the um, musicians off to the side that have violins. They're they're, they're starting to play this kind of uh, uh, epic kind of fugue. They're they're like, oh, hey guys, we can we can help him out. No 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 no. So kind of. 
So kind of keep going, and you hear this violin music swelling behind you. You feel in your heart of hearts that if you could only come face to face with the dastardly villain who struck you down, that you could exact your revenge and you would regain your memories and you would be victorious and all would be right in the world. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you convince Bart that it's time to go and, and uh, would you like to head out in the morning? or um, uh, Keep in mind that all of you guys have been up the, for the day, and then Sarsa has just woken up. Perhaps you're leaving in the morning then? We can sleep on the on the boat. Yeah, but Sarsa's gotta fly that boat. Yeah, but she slept already. How, how far away is this? Is Darkwell Cave, if you're going yeah. there, is about four hours journey in the airship. Yeah, we can take it. We can get a nap in there. Well, I don't think we're gonna get much rest when we get there. Is there uh, like a town near... Uh, there was Ember, Ember was, was, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, there's Queequay, but it's further north, and it's another, like, two hours' journey. A- as you're kind of gathering some supplies, um, Vakia kind of helps you, and she provides some bedrolls and some things that might help you with just, like, general kind of camping equipment. And uh, she also goes to <clears throat> Bart and says, uh, Bart, darling, um, I want to give you something because this is a, a great opportunity for your career, but I want to give you something that may help you uh, just in case you need it. It only has one use, but here I would like to give you this. And she hands you this um, kind of little fuzzy uh, talisman uh, that's kind of like a, a foot of some kind, and it's on a chain, and on the chain uh, it has this little gold kind of hook on it. And she says, now, if you need some protection and place to stay in the night time or when you need a rest, you throw this down on the ground and it will turn into something that will help you and protect you, okay? When you and your friends need a place for protection during the night. But you can only use it once. Okay. You you know you just gave this to Jeff, right? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) All of you hear it. No, I know, but you realize this is Jeff you gave this to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. He's uh, going to find a way to the, use this in the middle of a battle. The, the Aarakocra doesn't know it's Jeff. It's, she's giving it to Bart. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just telling you as the DM. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, so you head out that night, and you make your way towards Darkwell Cave. Ooh. It's a couple of hours journey, and as you start flying over the Scorchlands, you notice that, uh, Coach, you're really the only one that hasn't really seen this because it was too dark the first time you flew over it. The rest of you have kind of seen little remnants of, of the Scorchlands from your journeys. Uh, you've been there before, obviously, Ramara, Solius, and Jarek, and, and Sarsa. You've seen it from little journeys and stuff that you've seen. And it's basically this kind of big wasteland, but it's not desert. It's, it's a former... Uh, war zone that has been uh, its uh, from a great battle from years past, uh, probably from this big battle from centuries ago that had Yuan-Ti and, and dwarves fighting each other for location of the realm, and this is where a big final battle took place. And it has probably taken a lot of damage to the point where it just can't grow back. In the very middle of the Scorchlands, you see this kind of cropping of rock and dirt and stone, and it's coming up in a a jagged, triangular pyramid sort of formation, and there is a um, kind of a deep hole in the middle of it that looks like a cave, and you guys settle down your skiff, 
a bunch of sand and dust flies up in the air and settles back down. And here you are at the entrance of Darkwell Cave. Hey, Ramar, I know you had your reservations about uh, coming here, but uh, if anybody can give Massimo his memories back, it's probably just Thorak. Yeah, we'll just see how it happens. I, I, I need to warn you guys. Some really bad stuff happened here before, and I have a feeling bad stuff is going to happen now. I as just much, As much as you can tell us, then we can at least try and be wary against it. It's, it's a mind battle. Your, your mind is at risk. That is very bad news. Jarek, you're going to be in the back. Look, put, Coach will be fine. Yeah, I'll be great. <laughs> All right, so you head into the cave... Um, and the first thing you notice after you get about 100 feet in is there is a drop straight down. And there is a tunnel that goes down. There's a little bit of reflecting light from what looks like uh, a wet exterior to the walls in this tunnel that kind of burrows down. But it's a good uh, at least 100 foot drop. How did you get down here last time? We had rope. Don't you have like a magic gym yeah, rope? I, 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 I got a magic rope. rope. Uh-huh. I can uh, make it do its ropey thing. Hey, hey. wait a minute. Before we really uh, get deep into this, uh, maybe we should split up these sending stones just in case something happens and we get separated. That's a very good idea. I'll take one. Okay. All right, so Silius takes a sending stone. I could also just fly you guys down if you want. You can fly. Don't I look like I can fly? Well, watch this. Who's going down with me? I can probably carry one person. I'll take the rope. Thanks. Pass. Really? Yeah. I'll take it. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> All right, Silius. We've done Hop this on. before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the rope is only 50 feet, and it's at least 100 feet down. But in your packs, I believe you have at least 50 feet of rope. So if you combine the ropes, you can get a enough of a line to tie to something and, uh, and and get it down to where it needs to be. Coach takes Solius down, kind of floating him down, and the rest of you just take the rope, or does anybody else? I wait? could make a return trip. I'm yeah. not writing you, Coach. We can just, you, you can don't just even get, need the magic rope. We I'll just need to go I'll down. I'll just hold the magic his rope body. He would not be able to pick up Bart. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Bart's huge. I don't know. This looks a little dangerous. You can do it. Remember, revenge. Your character can do it, Bart. <sighs> All right, I'll do it. A few of you head down on the rope. Uh, a few of you <laughs> uh, float down with um, Coach. Who specifically is coming with Coach? Wherever uh, Massimo's going, I'm going. So Ramara takes the rope. Jarek takes the rope. I climb down a lot faster when Massimo hops on the rope. Sorry, I'm sorry. Take All right, the rope. but I'm just going to be watching you the entire time you're climbing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just floating down with them. Just giving you notes. Know, this is the folly of youth. Good. As you realize, right. you realize you can take the easy way. There's nothing wrong with it. So, Silius, you're down at the bottom while the rest of them are traversing <laughs> down, idea. and Coach is floating, and um, it's going to be a couple minutes while you're waiting for everybody. You notice uh, a, a, about 20 feet away, there's a couple of these, like, big bubble-looking things, and there's some flowers. They're really pretty flowers. They're, like, they're like purple. Um, the bubbles kind of have this translucence to them, and there's, there's, they're scattered all around. Um, how how big are these bubbles? Uh, there's about, like, a foot in diameter. Okay. 
and there's those and flowers. Yeah, they're they're sprouting flowers. Oh, the bubbles are sprouting flowers. Yeah, it's kind of like this big yeah, round dome, and and there's a little flower that's sprouting out of it that has this sort of turquoise color. I think Silius would want to investigate, but probably is, would would realize it's probably not a good idea while he's by himself. Okay, coach, come down so here the, and look so at the, these. So the rest of you start making your way down, and. Um, you retrieve the rope. You you say let go, and 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 the, the other rope that was heading, holding on the magic rope lets go, and it falls down with the other rope that's not magical. And you get your ropes back. You guys also see these um, big sort of dome-looking things with flowers. Big, the flowers, the domes, the the bubbles. Amara, I'm assuming those are probably something really nasty. Everything in here is nasty. Have you ever seen anything like this? Don't you guys want me to it. ask them? Yes. Um, Talk to the plants. Super fast. I'm turning on psychic focus, which just is, I'm, it gives me resistance to psychic damage. Okay. Silius <laughs> is going to go ahead and uh, take a moment and cast uh, Mage Armor. Uh, Mage Armor uh-huh. using that staff of defense. Mage Armor got. is cast. Jarek, are you talking to the spore plants? Yeah. Tell them I, I say uh, hello. Speak with plants with my last charm charges. Right. Hey, man. <laughs> Uh, hey, that is the proper spore voice for sure. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, we haven't seen anybody for a while. You yeah. want to come over and uh, you want to come over and take a whiff? What's good? Not really. What's going on down here? Like, uh, what's, I mean, what's, what, you know, what, there's what a happens bunch, down here? Bunch of crazy stuff, man. Yeah, like what? Like, hey, you should uh, come hang out with us. I mean, like, we can make you feel real good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hear you. I hear what you're. I hear what you're laying Listen, out. Listen, man, I think you looked really stressed out, man. You just need to. Take a deep breath and breathe. What's everybody else watching? <laughs> I talk to them. Just, it's just Jarek is just leaning over this plant, this it's bubble just, plant with a uh, with a, and he's just kind of looking at it, and he's and you're saying what you're saying, mm-hmm. but and you just see this plant. It's, they don't hear the plant. <laughs> is he saying it in common? Like he's saying it in common. Okay. He's not speaking plant. Yeah. No. That's, that's why I asked. All right. Plant. Uh, it sounds cool, but like, uh, what else? What else goes on down here? Like when you when things get crazy. My like, name's uh, my name's Glaive. People down here, Glaive. Glaive. <laughs> yeah, because I got these little little things that come out. You know, nice. I got like five leaves. Nice. They just call nice. me Glaive. What's I up, man? That. Yeah. How's it going? Listen, uh, I can make it. I can make it worth your while. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like yeah. what, what? 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 What do you, what do you have to offer? What are you into? What's? I mean, you know, I'm I'm just into like. Repopulating my species, you okay. know. Yeah, yo, I hear I that. I mean, you could carry my that, sp- you right? can carry my spores a little bit further up the tunnel. I'd be really grateful of that. Ask, man. ask him if they've I seen will. a spiralite. All right. Well, does he know any truffles? What's a truffle? Little like, mushroom like thing. A mushroom. Coach, you don't need to eat anything good. else right now. We're They're fine. just really good. Hey, listen, they spore go well guy. So, away. like, are there a lot of you guys around here, all throughout the cave, or just out here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of us, and there's a bunch of me's, and there's a bunch of. Uh, uh, Janae's and there's Janae's. A, yeah, there's a Is bunch Janae of cool. Oh, Janae's right over there. What's up, girl? How you doing? Oh, hey, Janae. What's up? How you doing, big what? and tall and dark and handsome? <laughs> Pretty good. Nice to meet you. What you want to come Janae? over here? You want to come over know, here? I got I? something for Jarek, you. I feel like this is taking a long time. What do they say? <laughs> so you see Jarek talk to plants. Is there a uh, time limit for talk to plants? 45 minutes. And that is the episode. I think we only have four days left. I think it's like 10 minutes or something. That's that's a lot of time. Is this his specialty, is talking to the 
to plants. <laughs> it's a bit of a is that recent, a thing? Uh, a bit of a talent do? that he's acquired. Oh, okay. So dang it if he's taken advantage of it. Honestly, he's just. We're not really sure who's actually talking to him. Uh-huh. Let's be perfectly honest here. It's entirely sometimes possible. He'll, sometimes he'll, he'll do this thing where he's like, oh, I can read all these languages, and you'll be hearing something in perfectly clear common, and he'll go about <laughs> translating it to you. I it's didn't like, know they were speaking common, okay? <laughs> I speak that in addition to other things. I speak many okay. languages. I just never so have you, a chance to Anyway, I want to quickly assess, <laughs> like, is Janae dangerous? <laughs> and then Well, how close if, do you get to Janae? Well, I'm, it's speaking distance, first of all. I can't hear you, uh, Mr. Jerrica. You want to come on over? Uh, no, listen. Hey, what can I do to convince you guys to let my friends through and back uh, for today? Uh, uh, without, without, like, you know, killing any of us. Oh, we, uh, we don't we kill. We something. don't kill anybody. We're just plants. Right. Cool. So, I mean, yeah. y'all can just walk, right. walk through, mm-hmm. you know. Safely. That's fine. We need to be able to get in and get out. And maybe... I mean, there's there's enough of a wide berth mm-hmm. where you can get through the, these these dome plants um, without touching any of them. I don't like the way these plants are looking at me. Burn them, Salias. No, don't we're, burn them. We're wasting time, Jarek. If they've not given you any important information, I suggest we continue moving along. Jarek, ask them if they've seen a spiralite. Have you guys seen a spiralite? I don't know what that is, man. Figured. All right, cool. <laughs> Do they not right. know I mean, what that sounds, is? It's not, it sounds cool. It sounds it's trippy. It's a spiral-shaped yes. mineral. Tell them that. We just kind of live here. I mean, like, we, we don't get to move around a lot. All right, well, thanks for hanging out, you guys. Uh, hey, it's cool, man. You sure you don't want to, like, just just kind of pull that flower a little bit? Maybe just, a little bit later. Just I'm going to check a little that boop. out. It sounds rad. It sounds rad. It's but, real like, rad, man. You should try it. You should just pull that flower. Uh, we, it I smells so good. On our way out, we'll do that. All right. Then. Okay, okay we'll care. catch you on the flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys... guys definitely do not pull the flowers, and I do not trust Janae over there. So just, like, I don't recommend you. You look over, and it's just this other flower. Flower with a bubble. Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master for Season 2 of the podcast. You know, we don't do any advertising of this show, and we're relying on your help to get the word out. So if you like what we're doing, if you want to support us, if you enjoy the show, please consider taking a minute to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast service you're listening to. We will read the comments on the announcements and give you a personal thanks. Like this one from Stone 29081408. I hope that's not your social security number. Uh, he says, he or she, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Says, haven't been able to play D&D because life has been getting in the way lately, but this podcast really helps fill the void and make me feel like I'm playing with my best friends again. Love it so much. Stone, numbers, numbers, numbers. We hope you get to play some D&D soon. And thank you for the five-star review. We really appreciate it. We like to feature great resources and creators out there. And this week, we're talking about Two Minute Tabletop. Two Minute Tabletop features over 200 battle and environment maps you can use in your RPG campaigns. And even on Roll20, Ross McConnell is the artist behind all of these. And they are gorgeous. And the colors look awesome. And they have a ton of variety in settings and textures. And they are super affordable, like some are a dollar and some are just free. They can't beat that. Check out twominutetabletop.com to see more. You can follow me at ScribbleMonkey on Twitter. I do all of the art for the show, and you can hire me to do art for your characters. And you can reach out if you have any questions or want to talk D&D stuff or DM stuff or art stuff. 
Weston's Patreon Make My Anthem is up and running, and we've featured some of the music you can get from it in the show. It's something you can use in your D&D home campaigns or in your actual play podcasts. Check out the links in the comments. Visit our Instagram at Rolled Table for original art for the characters done by yours truly, how-to tips and photos of the cast. That's at Rolled Table on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter at Rolled Table as well, or use the hashtag Rolled Table to help us get the word out about the show. If you have any feedback or questions or want to put an ad on the show, contact us at Knights of the Rolled Table at gmail.com. We know we're not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, so we really honestly thank you so much for listening and giving us a chance. That's all of our announcements. Now, go out and make life an adventure, you guys. You travel for uh, a couple more, um, for, for a good uh, six hours. You take a few breaks, you uh, oh travel on, and it's um, it's about where you would probably want to take a rest of some kind. Does so anybody have any idea what time it is? It's awful dark in here. Do a survival check. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Roll survival. survival. 14 for 13. me. 21. 15. Coach, your body is very attuned to the, the 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 routine, and you you know that based on the time when you left, it was already kind of late evening, uh, right after dinner, and you got there, and it was super dark, and uh, you have been in the cave for a little while, and it's it's kind of like right around. 1 a.m. around that time. Uh, at this point, after a, a, about a couple hours of traveling, like when, when you got to the cave, it was around 1 a.m. Uh, after a few hours of traveling, it's about dawn, and uh, you guys are pretty tired. I can tell my uh, circadian rhythm is uh, out of whack. We might need to take a little bit of a break. Okay, sounds good. And I'll Seems pull reasonable. on that foot. So Bart pulls out this kind of fuzzy talisman, and this little... Is that a foot? Sort of dome, <laughs> this little hut pops up. And uh, you have Liaman's tiny hut in mm. front of you. And it is a 10-foot circumference dome uh, that up to nine people can get into. And it is uh, whatever shape you want to make it on the outside. It is opaque. People can't see in, inside of it. Uh, but on the inside, it's great. You know, you can build a fire or whatever you want to do. Coach starts stripping down. <laughs> Coach, wait, those <laughs> we're mixed company. Did that come out of a foot? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, magic makes no sense. All right. Oh, yeah, but you can talk to plants, and that's fine. What's the shape of I'm out of charges now. What what does it look like on the outside? You can make it look like anything. It looks like a box. (laughs) (laughs) That seems up Bart's alley. Black box theater. That's where he's most comfortable. It's just a box. (laughs) Okay. Like a cardboard box? Yeah. Very creative, Bart. Right, yep. Good job. Everybody get Great. in the box. <laughs> so y'all get in. What's on what the looks box? like a box, but on the inside, it's this kind of big 10-foot high, 10-foot wide dome, uh, kind of a dome. We should we should probably take turns keeping watch. I... Does anybody want to run lines with me? <laughs> if you uh, stay uh, up, I, I'm used to... My husband is an actor. I'm used to doing <laughs> that. If, if you'd like to take first watch with me, we can run some lines. All right, great. All right. Really fast, uh, or maybe in the morning, I'll give him another little Zappy blast to his face. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put it that way? Coach, coach will give him a blast to his um, face. Yeah, I'll say we, we can only do that about once a day. Okay. So it's we'll still kind of part of the day. Uh, so everyone gets some sleep, except uh, the first watch is going to be uh, Bart and Salias, and I need you guys both to make uh, perception checks. Perception, that'll be a 19. 13. 
couple hours go by. You hear some, what sounds like, you know, wind, kind of the tunnel air. Nothing really out of the ordinary. Who's going to take second watch? Tunnel air. Mm. Uh, Coach will get up. I'll take second watch, you guys. Coach, your turn. Go back to sleep. I'll take second watch. Okay, so Coach and Ramara take the second watch. Both of you roll perception. 19. Because not much is happening conversationally during this time. (laughs) Everyone's 24? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're just perfectly silent for the next three hours. Some silence goes goes by for about two hours, and then you hear this very faintly. Coach. Coach, there's something. I know. I hear it. Just be quiet. Maybe it'll go away. It's not going to go away. Uh, what are you? Get okay. your weapons out. Where is it? Oh, what do, do I see anything? Uh, Where you is can't see through from? the dome. It's very dark because there's no light on the outside. Other than some of the bubble plants are creating this sort of iridescence. There's a lot of iridescent um, uh, fluorescence here. I do have dark vision. So I'm like and you do have dark vision. That's right. And you do not have dark vision, Ramara? Mm-mm. I no. think we established that from last time. All right, I'm so, going to peek my head out. So you can see through the dome. Oh, I can't. Yeah, you can see through, but they can't see in. Still so got to poke my head what out. You got, <laughs> what? Hmm? No. Do you poke your head out? Coach. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Coach. So well, what's the worst thing that could so happen, you guys? From, from how far is your dark vision reach? 60 feet, I think. Okay. That's standard. So you look out in the direction that this little skittering is coming, and you see these large worm larva creatures, but they're pretty big and yellow and and ochre and they have multiple legs with two little black eyes, and there's two of them, and they're kind of making their way. One of them is on the wall, and one of them is on the ground. And Ooh. I can't see them. You cannot. Okay. You just hear them. Uh, so they're two big centipede-looking things. And they're waiting there? They're kind of no, they're, walking. They're just, they're coming towards you. They're, they're coming, coming towards, at us. But not in a, a like a just walking. threatening way. They're just, they're just coming towards you. They're freaky looking. I'm just going <laughs> to pop my head back down. Okay. Hmm. You really can't see them? They're pretty big. Shut up. You can see right outside the dome. They come right up. Coach, make a survival check. Mm. Survival? See if you can, if you know what this is. Nine? You don't really know what this is other than you've heard of things that live underground that are big and gross and nasty. Like a big bug. One of them is on the ground and it comes right in front of you and stops. And it keeps moving. Yeah. And then the other one is on the wall and kind of follows it. I think that was the right thing to do. We're just going to let them pass on right by. That's right. All right. Your watch goes on. Uh, Somebody wants to take the third watch? Yeah. Be aware there's weird yellow creepy centipedes. Oh, awesome. They're gigantic. Coach is already asleep. Jarek will take the... (laughs) Coach falls asleep. Uh, Jarek takes the third watch. And Um, Sarsa will join him. Okay. So I need you both to roll perception checks. I do not have dark That's going to be a 14 for me. Taxons and metamorphs. Time goes by. So what I don't uh. understand, though, is, is so that means that you were fancying uh, a lizard lady. What? 
Well, Snake Lady, and she cast a charm on me. Anybody can be charmed when they don't expect it Hey, but you obviously, I mean, you met up with her alone. She didn't look like, you're being a little bit judgmental. If I'm I'm into Snake Ladies, then I could do the Snake Ladies, but I didn't know she was a Snake Lady any more than you did. Oh, yeah, you can just, yeah, you can just rub your feathers right through my hair. That's totally fine. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Sleep again. No, they they, they won't mind. I, I don't I don't care. In, inner species. Is All right, cool. the rest of your watch goes by, and and you don't hear or see anything unusual. Uh, you get a full, uh, or uh, not full. Um, yeah, long rest, and you you wake up, and you and the dome has it kind of fizzles away, and you move on. How so, much time has passed since our five day time limit began? So you're on uh, day two. Um, so you guys. Continue on. You you have some food that you've kind of been given from the college, the little stores, and, and you kind of uh, move on. There's a couple hours go by. Do I reroll my mace of switching? Yes. As a new day has gone by. Yes, new day. So Any, Ramara lets you know that getting to where Gus Thorak was from from the entrance of Darkwell Cave was about a uh, a day and a half journey. So you're about halfway there. You guys start getting into a place where there is a kind of bioluminescent green glow along the sidewalls and this moss is all around and it creeps up the side and it kind of comes in waves and goes away and it comes back and it's creating this kind of green glow around you Um, and it's it's quite beautiful even though it's completely dark. Um, For those of you who don't have dark vision this is helping you see a little bit but uh, when there's no uh, glowing moss, uh, it's very hard to see. You gonna say hello again, Jer? No, I'm out of charges, okay. As you walk a little bit further, you see a couple of small little mushrooms, uh, and then the mushrooms start getting bigger, and then bigger, and then eventually the mushrooms start getting to be um, the size of a small animal, uh, and then in the distance you can see ones that are as tall as you. Oh boy. And you're making your way. The cave is about 20 feet wide, but it's only about uh, like 10 feet tall. So it's kind of a shallower area, but it's a pretty wide area. Bart can still, you don't have to duck. Small. Yeah. Oh, were you going to do the thingy? So, so. Um, <laughs> on your face. Uh, before you guys head out, yeah, Ramara does another uh, sort of uh, psychic mind face meld blast. kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, both face of blast. you, so both of you roll a intelligence roll and then add your modifier. Seven. Eight. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you try to make a connection with Bart, and you place your hand real hard on his face, and all you see, Bart, is you're kind of seeing images oh. of the college, and you're seeing, like, uh, your first rehearsal class, and they're like, yeah, you can come in our play, sure, you can you can join the band, uh, maybe you shouldn't be in the band. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and it goes away. Huh. No, I didn't get anything that time. <sighs> I'm sorry. Just the same from the college. He's slightly more Barty. Oh. <laughs> you gain one level in Bard. <laughs> oh, no. Not Bard, just Bart. No. He's slightly more Bart. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys move your way on. Um, uh, I need everybody to roll a uh, nature check. Woo. Nature. Seven. Seventeen. Eleven. Thirteen. Fifteen. Ten. No, oh, sorry, fourteen. What did you roll? Fifteen? Fifteen. Okay, so Salius and Coach. Uh, hey. Coach knows this through his uh, 
research about uh, natural fungi that provides um, uh, nutrients and things that you can eat uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, things to mm-hmm. avoid in terms of things you can eat because there are certain fungi that are actual sentient. And uh, and Silius knows this from his uh, book of the realm that actually talks about uh, underdark creatures, uh, which you are now officially in the underdark. Congratulations. Mm. Um, Ramara kind of told you, like, this is considered the underdark. And Silius knows these are known as uh, myconoids. Myconoids? Um, and upon myconoids. kind of close, myconoids? they're kind of fungal, uh, fungus creatures, humanoid creatures, but they have fungus sort of um, um, attachments and bulbous kind of like mushroom uh, so- kind of sporish kind of features. Uh, you notice upon closer inspection as you're walking by very slowly, they are all appear to be hibernating. So he would know that these are sentient beings. Beings. Mm. I, I believe these are, are these myconoids? I think so. That's fascinating. Oh, they're asleep. That's such a shame. I'd love to speak to them. You, are you guys are walking through normally, sh- uh, normal speed or? No, we should be very quiet. These guys can be a little bit uh, territorial. So, so in polite a, speed. Let's have I everybody make a stealth check. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh dear. Well. Eighteen. I rolled the same thing twice. Yes, you did. Thirteen. Uh, ten. Fifteen. Twelve. I rolled a crit. <gasps> hey, super stealthy. All right. Where did Jerry Double go? crit. <clears throat> oh no, you have your mithril armor now, huh? Yeah. Oh, you're fancy. All right, so. Without any disturbance to the myconoid colony, you wa- make your way through, and all of them stay hibernating. We so stealthy. I have always wondered what and they taste like. And then Jen says like that, though. and they all wake up. The, the DC <laughs> was uh, DC was nine or above, so we all made it. Did I sound like Sarsa? All right. Um, yes, you always sound. Like you Sarsa. Uh, get to the point where, at the end of the second day's travel, you're ready to kind of bed down again. Um, you could keep going if you wanted to. It'd be a bit of a journey. You'd have to take points of exhaustion if you kept going. But it's about a half day's more travel if you if you wanted to keep going. But it's about time to take a rest. I had no idea it was going to be taking this long. Like days, we're, da- we're journeying for days down here, Ramara? Yeah. It's the under dark. It's, it's not the above dark. Clearly. Spent a lot of time in caves. Dark. Is anyone else worried that if it's taking us this long to get in, it will take us this long to get out? And perhaps if the five days will have passed and, and that evil woman will start killing people again. Not much we can do about that, though. In my experience, there's always uh, a little door that takes you back further in the dungeon. <laughs> Is that a thing that you remember? Up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have read about that in books, though. That does seem familiar. Yeah. Often adventurers are common in yeah. like actual I read it in some Elder Scrolls. Maybe there will be another moose. Um, I do. I do believe there was a similar thing in in my one of my favorite books, The Halfling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just in case there's not a little door behind the final thing, we should probably hustle as much as we can because we're going to be cutting it close. But I it think won't we need make to settle a, down. But it won't make a difference if we meet up with the big bad nasty, and we're all too tired to properly fight him. Exactly. All right, I'll go it's, ahead and take first watch then. Ramara, right. it's, it's another half day? About, yeah. I, I think it's reasonable to take one more sleep then. All right. So, Coach is going to take first watch. Anybody else joining him? No, you guys can rest. I should be able to handle myself. Uh, I'm going to, no. <laughs> okay, so Coach Ramara. Ramara. Come on, Ramara. We'll just, let's just, let's just sit in okay. silence again. Coach and Ramara, uh. um... We'll take first watch, mm-hmm. and I need you both to roll uh, perception checks. 
15. 20. 20. Night goes on, and you're sitting in silence. Hey, uh, Ramara. There's something. I hear something, too. Get your stuff ready. Do I hear what direction it's coming from? Yeah, it's coming uh, a little bit to your left. It's a different sound than before. From, from from where you guys have traveled, but there's a couple of caves that sort of weaved in and weaved out. So there's different ways that somebody might have like double backed and like, you know, come the same way that you guys came. Is this a different sound than the night before? Yes. It's not a skittering. It's a more of a thumping, a loud, mm. a loud thumping. Well, you hear that? It sounds like uh, something big. Oh, boy. All right, Ramar, it looks like you might have to uh, just get to the side of the wall. I want to hold it. Um, No, I want to. Give it to me. I want to. Get get to the side. I mean, I can just take him out if you want. Oh, wow. So, Coach, with your dark vision, you see... A singular humanoid creature, but it is massive, large, hulking. And it doesn't appear to be wearing a shirt. Uh, it kind of has a loincloth with some leather pants. And upon closer inspection, it has two heads. And you see this. Ooh. Weston knows what this is. <laughs> Tasty. Big fangs on each one of its head, kind of some face paint. Uh, and it's holding a big tree branch, uh, like a trunk, uh, mace of some kind, but it's sort of like very natural. And it's like, oh, give me the mace. I want to hold it. Now it's mine. It's my turn. They're, they're going to see the group, Ramara. You head back. I'm going to hold them here. Are you sure? Just trust me. It'll be great. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, uglies. Uh, oh, hey, who said that? I'm, I mean, you don't have to insult, I'm right down here. Hey. Look at the little man. Look at me. Now look real hard. Uh, boys, look at him. He's a little dwarf man. A Kalika. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to expend uh, three charges oh. to turn back into my giant sub- subterranean lizard. Oh, oh gosh, God. okay. Stay away from the mouth. All right. <laughs> All right. So Salias. Coach, all of a sudden, turns into this big uh, subterranean lizard. Silius right. sort of rolls over in his sleep and has like this just bad, uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we still asleep? Or? No. I sent. I, I was asking Ramara to head don't, back. Don't eat me. Okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, Ramara heads back. It's up to her if she wants to wake people up. Coach, I need you to roll initiative. Ooh. Do, would wander. you wake everybody else up? Or? No, I'm going to like want, like wander to like halfway between coach and them and then just be ready oh to God. like be the sort of second. I rolled a zero. <laughs> you know what? On second though. <laughs> it's just initiative. There's myself, only two of us. It's yeah. fine. All well, right. There's sort of three. Oh, well. Two and a half. I'm just trying to buy time. That's all I'm doing. All right. So this hulking uh, two-headed uh, giant looking creature comes up with, oh, let's have a little fun. He turned into a, a skittily lizard. And it, it's going to swing. I'm as big as they are right now. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm well, a huge pretty, lizard. Oh, good, something to fight. <laughs> hey, let's hit it with me axe. And he pulls out <laughs> its axe, uh, and it's going to attack you um, 14. AC. Uh, hits. The battle axe. Okay, that's going to be 19 damage. <laughs> Cuts into your hide, and then it's going to pull out its kind of trunk mace that it has, a 17 to hit. Hits. And that's going to be 10 damage. <laughs> Smacks you on the head. Yeah. All right. It's uh, it's Lizard Coach turn. Lizard Coach can use multi-attack. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, 16 with my bite. Yeah, 16 hits. 16 uh, piercing damage, and the target is grappled. Oh, Okay. Or I guess I'll swipe at it with my tail first, because that makes more sense. So I'll swipe at it with my tail as well. No particular order. It's fine. 12 to hit. That just hits. 12 bludgeoning damage. Oh, ooh, didn't like that, did you, Moors? I didn't like it, boys. They stop it. Uh, give me the X. And then Ramara, back at the camp, uh, you're, you're kind of in between the camp. You see... Uh, Coach tur- has turned into his big lizard form, mm-hmm. which you've seen before, and this big two-headed creature is fighting. What do you do? I think I'm like, like assessing that this may be more difficult than than I thought before. So I'm gonna telepathically wake these folks up, and then. Okay, what do you like, say in their heads? Get up! There's a two-headed thing. Get up, everybody! <laughs> what? What did Coach do? It's all of you hear this uh, voice in your heads? Head. Yep, and then um. How far away am I from uh, the dude? Uh, at this point, you're about 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going to do a mind thrust. Okay. Go ahead and roll, roll initiative for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, 19. Yep. Okay. All right. So you're going to do a mind thrust? Yeah. Great. So okay. they have to um, do an intelligence saving throw. Did they get advantage on that because they're two-headed? No, because they're dumb. <laughs> uh, they rolled a 10. Okay. Um, Do you have advantage on uh, perception checks? I guess that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. there's two hits. Two hits are bad. And, and that's uh-uh. six. Yeah, so that hits. Okay. Is 11 psychic damage. All right. Uh, ooh, my head. What's, what's in our heads? Hey, get out of that. They kind of swat around a little bit. And then do I get a bonus action? Uh, what's your bonus action? Uh, my precognitive hunch. Okay. As a bonus action, I open myself up to receive momentary insights that improve my odds of success until my concentration ends. Whenever I make an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, I roll a d4 and add it to the roll. So you've turned on precognitive hunch, and you'll have a d4 for your next mm-hmm. next roll. Okay, um, I need everybody else to roll initiative, please. Coaches has them grappled right now. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a three. Okay. 21. 21. All right. Uh, sorry, sorry. We're all international listeners. 21. Uh, Bart. 13. Okay, Silius, why don't you go first and then Sarsa will go. All right, Silius is going to, uh, as he sort of shaking off the fog of sleep, uh, is going to uh, use his action to put on mage armor, which I assume at this point would have expired. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so mage armor, and then I'll go out towards the fight. Okay. Sarsa. 
Sarsa's going to... Um, you see Coach as a giant lizard, and he, he's fighting a two-headed giant. Yeah, oh, she recognizes him as a lizard because of last time. Otherwise, she might have mistakenly uh, attacked him. So we're good there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead, uh, she's just going to go ahead and... Uh, how far away is the two-headed giant? Uh, right now, it's about um, 45 feet away from me. Okay, so too far for me to get up um, and do a melee attack. So instead, um, she kind of like runs so that she's like over near where like Ramara is and uh, she'll do her little sacred flame. Okay. Uh, so that means the the two-headed dude needs to make a dex save. Okay, it's a 20. It's a 20. Uh, so yeah, then they're gonna be successful and mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks, but I'm also going to go ahead and use my charm of extra attacks, and I'm going to use that to go ahead and pop off a little crossbow, and that's going to be an 11 to hit. Uh, that misses. Well, then uh, <laughs> I've been really effective this round. So this sacred flame goes flying by, and it's like, ooh, pretty, and then a crossbow goes by. Well, it would come like, down from above, but it just Okay, missed. yeah. It has a little trouble. It's kind of dark, and the, the sacred flame seems to kind of dissipate. It's getting, it's very, you know, the, the dark atmosphere in here. Uh, you haven't quite uh, found the connection to Saloon. It's just waking up. and Yeah, there's no moonlight in the caves. Yeah, so it, it's a little hard to make that connection. Um, uh, Bart, you are up. All right. Bart goes through his uh, training as a bard. Oh, <laughs> no. And he goes, uh, uh, I don't know what to do. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> he, he casts shatter. Okay. Uh, on he he just wails on his um, very small fiddle that he has, and okay. he casts uh, shatter. All right. Uh, sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point you choose within <laughs> range. Going to hit coach too. Yep. Uh, must make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. All right. To be fair, he wouldn't know that he was the giant lizard. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you just see a lizard fighting a two-headed mm-hmm. giant. Okay, it rolled a 19, or a, a 16 plus 3 is 19. And I only rolled a 7. I need a 3d8. Four, 12, 13. Uh, so 13 or 6 if it saved. Okay, so it takes 6 damage. 13 damage. This is it thunder damage? Thunder damage. Okay. <laughs> you big <laughs> Uh, we've got a couple of little ones that we can play with oh. over there. Let's finish off this lizard. Hey, I'm fine. And then uh, for my bonus action, I'll go, Ramara, I just met you, but I think you're really cool. Bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have uh, two inspirations All you right. can use. Sarsa, you look up, and just as you are looking up, you see this... Um, black shape kind of coming down towards you, splaying out some uh, sort of uh, webbed uh, sort of tentacles, and it uh, comes down on top of you. Oh, well, that's not cool. And it is going to try to make an attack, this thing, as you look up. uh, It rolled a 13. Uh, Let me just double check. Uh, my AC is 16, so that's gonna okay. fail. So it kind of falls next to you. It's just a black thing with tentacles? Kind of, so what you see 
that lands next to you. It, it kind of looks like a squid. Uh, you know, you're from the sea, uh-huh. uh, so it has this kind of pointed triangular shape with several yellow eyes and these sort of um, ocular tentacles that come out from the side. Uh, this is what you see land next Ugh. to you. <gasps> Cloaker. There's some kind of squid thing near me and it's really oh, gross. That's right. Kind of looks around and it's making some gross noises. Um, Another one falls down and it's going to try to attack Jarek. And it's going to make an attack. Ooh, it rolled a nat 20. That's 25. Against armor class? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that hits. Okay. First of all, nine damage, bludgeoning damage, and it attaches to you. Uh, it, it is engulfing your head, uh, and you are blinded and unable to breathe while it is on you. Did you uh, double the damage? Oh, that's right. Is it critical? Yeah. Uh. What did I roll? <laughs> what, did, what did I say, six? You said nine damage. Oh, nine damage, that's right. So add an extra five. 14 total damage. And you're blind. Uh, and you are blinded and cannot breathe. This thing is on top of your head. Its tentacles are kind of wrapping around you. <laughs> What a nice way to wake up. <laughs> you literally just woke up and this thing is around your head. Like, what's that? What's that? The lizard is coaching the head. And a third one is oh, going no. to drop down and try to uh, try to grab um, the giant lizard. Uh, okay. It's gonna oh. it's gonna try because you know it's, it's it's a thing. Bring it on. Uh, it rolled an eight, so it misses. Mm, it kind of lands next to you. Just kick it off. <laughs> and then the Etten, who is uh, grappled by the giant lizard, is like, oh, it's one of the pointy things. <laughs> oh, we'll eat those for dessert. <laughs> Still struggling a little bit. It is uh, its turn. Does it? Can I roll a... Um, if if you, you can either attack to, me or use its action to try and break the grapple. I'll, I'll try to break the grapple. Strength check. DC 15, strength. 15. <laughs> you break out. <laughs> pretty strong. All right, so uh, this this big two-headed giant kind of breaks its arms open. <sighs> Jarek, it's your turn. Okay, well, <laughs> thing on my head. Yep, there's a big thing on your head. Stab it, squid. Uh, it says, uh, so you can, you can try to make a strength check to try to um, uh, take this thing off of your uh, head. Well... You might have to rule on this, but I think my instinct would be to, like, put my hands to my head and Eldritch Blast it. <laughs> With two strikes, which is a ranged attack, so. Can you do that if you can't see? Disadvantage, yeah. You wouldn't need to see. I mean, I feel like I can find my head, so that wouldn't rule. <laughs> yeah, it comes out of but his But it is, it would be more that, like, can I do Eldritch Blast at close range? Yeah, sure, why not? be like this. <laughs> you can do it, but it's... Yeah, you roll attack disadvantage. I I think it's gonna be disadvantage because you can't breathe and you're and, and you're trying not to. It's not so much yourself. that you can't it's not like see it's it. It's, it's a Fine. it's a. Can he gain the concentration to actually two yeah, blasts at disadvantage? Plus eight. So first one, huh, huh. that's a critical fail. All right, so that one will probably do something terrible. Mm-hmm. Second one, <laughs> the uh, dot goes on the bottom. Yes. 9 plus 18, so 17 for the second one. All right, so the first time you blast where you think kind of the top of this thing is, but it's actually kind of like right where your head is, and it's one of those things where like when you 
hear an, a noise and you hear this <laughs> and just kind of like uh, you blasted yourself and you have this ringing in your head and you're like uh, and you blast again and then and this uh, thing disentangles itself from your head and plops on the ground so it's off of your head but you also have kind of a ringing in your head so for the next um, uh, turn you have um, you have disadvantage on uh, uh, any attacks yeah take that squid head sucker okay coach Lizard coach, coach, you're up. Coach, coach, lizard coach. Uh, I'm going to go after the, the Etten again. So, going to jump on him uh, with a tail attack. Um, so, that's a 19. A 19 will hit. Whippy, whippy. And it's going to take 12 points of damage from the tail. And then I'm going to try and bite him. Ooh. Yeah, that hits. Uh, 24. 24 hits, yeah. And he's restrained again. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, the Etten is looking pretty rough. Um, you see that. All right, top of the round, Sarsa, you're up. All right, uh, Sarsa is going to say, oh, well, this has turned into a proper party. And she's going to cast her spiritual weapon so her anchor will show up uh, right next to her and just fling it down on the squid dude that just attacked her. Okay. 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Noise. Um, and then that's going to do 11 damage. All right. And then uh, she's going to go ahead and uh, also do her sacred flame on it as well. So okay. that'll be a... Dex save. Okay. Uh, 16. Jeez. 16. Uh, that's it saves. Okay. So it kind of skitters to the side. Skitters out. Does it take any damage or? Nope. Half. Okay. All right. Silius, you're up. All right. Silius is going to. Then Ramara, then Bart. Silius is going to cast Firebolt at the uh, double headed giant over okay. there. Yeah. That's a seven. You get advantage because, oh yeah, I mean, because he's restrained, right? You get advantage. Still a 17. I rolled okay. a 10 twice. Uh, that'll hit. Okay. So. Fire bolt. Uh, <laughs> 13 fire damage. Describe your victory. Yeah. The fire bolt leaps from Celius's hand and hits uh, the hits the, the giant thing right in in between both of its faces and they uh, suffer some horrible burns and die. All right, so Celia... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost my steam. All right, let me, let me embellish this a little bit. So Celius goes, firebolt, and, and a, a flame of fire uh, shoots out and then it hits uh, right in between the heads at kind of a weak point. And it goes... And it falls down... The axe goes ching, ching, ching. With all of the, the large uh, slam against the ground, uh, the uh, skittery dark mantles just kind of like kind of uh, slosh off uh, in, into the shadows. Gross. And um, they have hid themselves, afraid of the fire that just lit up the entire uh, cavern. And you are left with the body of the Etten uh, that, is, that has been defeated. Uh, take, take that! Coach is gnawing on it. 
<laughs> trying to rip off an arm or something sure. to eat. Coach, remember, you're a person, not a lizard. <laughs> Intelligence of two. <laughs> All right, well, good job. Can you, can you, can you I, get uh, so dumb that you can't change back? <laughs> I don't know. I'm un, I'm unaware. So that was during the first watch. Um, I just can... had uh, yet another thing eat my head. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get some more sleep, or what are we going to do? Well, I'm awake. Yeah, I don't you... know if I can go back to sleep after that. Bart, you, you fought. You, you did something. I just played my instrument. You did well, boy. It still counts. Yeah, it's what we learned at the college. It's it fun. A, it was a nice. It was a nice song. Thanks. And Bart, uh, because this is the first time you've really had the, the, the kind of adrenaline rush of battle, um, you actually remember seeing these these uh, two headed monsters before, um, and. You don't know where it's coming from, but you remember the the size, and you remember fighting something like this, and a rush of images flood in your head. You see the the two headed monster like swinging, and then you see kind of like a first person shot of an arm kind of blocking it with a large sword, and you see like another uh, rush of uh, water flood past you, and then you see a face pale gray with tentacles coming back going and then you come back to where you are uh you gain another level of fighter oh gross (laughs) (laughs) get this fighter off of me (laughs) all right um we'll say the rest of the night goes by without any kind of um incident and um, you all get another full rest, and hey, it's hey, the hey. beginning of your next day. So you guys get a full rest. You move on, um, and as you're going, uh, you, you kind of have a choice of going uh, left or right. You see caverns kind of going uh, into a series of caves. You can go to the left. You can go to the right. Hmm. What is our mystic? Uh, think. Well, I've been down. You've been down here both before. Both of those. Yeah. So you went to one of them. You guys went last time. You went here. You remember going to the left, and you passed by um, a small kind of uh, citadel, which belonged to these gray, ashy, white-haired, uh, dwarven creatures. Uh, that you know as the Duragar. Uh, mm-hmm. And you had to kind of make your way through them, negotiating with them. They're not necessarily hostile, but they're not terribly friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go that way. You haven't gone the other way. Let's go to the right, you guys. Let's, should we go to the right? Well, if she says Same. go to the right, right. go to the right, right? All right, we'll trust you. Yeah. So you go to the right, you kind of make your way further. Um, it seems to be mostly just a straight series of caves. Um, there wasn't any kind of uh, sense of any of any further um, Duragar settlements, and you make your way further on. And you see, as you get a little bit further in, four or five hours in, uh, there's more and more 
moss uh, and kind of green luminescent moss. Um, it, the air get, gets a little bit more damp. Uh, you start to hear the flow of water, faint at first, and then it gets louder and louder. Right. It's, a, well, it's that's the what sound you wanted, right? of flowing water? river. You see a chasm in front of you with a thin uh, bridge made of, of the natural rock that spans across. It's only about five feet wide. On the other side, uh, it's far away, um, but those of you who have dark vision, you can see that there's a series of jutting out stone um, from several places in the rock. And on the far end of this stone, you see uh, a series of rock kind of jutting out from the ground, and there are platforms made of this rock that are uh, in the distance, and on the platform, what looks like a, a rocky throne, sits a dark figure with four tentacles hanging from its face. Uh, Ramara and Jarek, you probably can't see it because you got wimpy eyeballs, but there's a feller <laughs> on a throne over there. Okay, thanks. I think cool. he's got some, some seafood on his face. And in all of your heads, you hear... It's about time.